Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 18, Episode 7, Alien Air Force. Wee! Um... I would say this is everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory. My question, though, is how many other shows about ancient astronaut theory is, are there? Exactly. <laughs> only, is this the only, only one, one, so you could only be a fan of it. And, and that's, that's this show. show. So we, we might we might, might have... have uh, uh, oh, fuck the voice thing. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, uh, letting our alien announcer go. Right. <laughs> we don't want to pay him for more than the... Uh, yeah. You know, thirty-eight words we pay him for, but uh, right, and then we have to uh, give him to the government for dissection. Right. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, we could. We, I wonder if we have uh, potentially meted ancient aliens, and people's fav- favorite ancient aliens show is probing ancient aliens. Correct. <laughs> some some fans have said they don't even watch the show; they just listen to our show. So right? They just care. Yeah, that could be true. <laughs> they just care about us. Also. uh Alien Air Force, not to be confused with that great band who did that cover of Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal, uh, Alien Ant Force. Ant Alien Farm. Form. Yeah. <laughs> Famous for the reverse mohawk, the inverted mohawk in the video. Right. Which, again, uh, somewhat connected to that band where my this guy, Cadaver, was a person my brother grew up with, became good friend and roadie for Papa Roach and then Alien Ant Farm and the lead singer's name is Dryden and he actually hung out with all them. Like they still just hang out and go golf and stuff. Oh, nice. Uh, still local area. Inverted Mohawk. I don't know. I, <laughs> I think I sent, maybe you weren't, I sent it maybe just to my brother and, and far barf Josh, but yeah, he was charged with sexual assault because he was at a mm. show mm. and someone's like grabbed someone's hand and then went into his crotch, but it was an old guy. So it was like, <laughs> I think the guy was bummed out or something. Obviously, <laughs> it wasn't like he was creeping on a girl or anything right. bad. You know, it's like uh, kind of a proud sexual assault. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Something you know Oof. you can pressure people about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he felt the pressure. Um, speaking of golf, because you just were talking about before the show, uh, going golfing with Wolf. Have you told your friend Wolf about our future? berserk podcast no i've been holding off till we get a little bit closer because he will be pretty pumped on it we will have at least Um, one listener (laughs) (laughs) well and he might want to join at some point too as some sort of guest so yeah yeah because he's a he's a he's a long time long time fan i believe uh as he once wrote some corn chat that berserk (laughs) is god tier so right right (laughs) see my berserk books or whatever but uh i um I finally sat down and read um, the first uh, chapter, as they call it in mangas. And I was like, could not, because I didn't have the form factor of the original individual chapter book. We have the uh, deluxe editions, which also Ryan, Ryan um, will be uh, the third chair on the Berserk show yet to be named officially. But uh, he's from my Arma study group and he got the volume one for Christmas but they did a uh, 
his family, half of his family had COVID. So they did like a follow up mm. Christmas thing last weekend mm-hmm. and, and he got the first volume, even though he didn't ask for it. So yeah, uh, well, I got it sitting here too. And then Gorsh Jorna wants to borrow them when oh, I'm done so he can follow along. Uh, uh, and, Cause he has uh, not read them. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he, I think even my stepdad was also in my armor group was like, it's like, I'm actually pretty curious to listen to that when you guys start doing it. <laughs> and once again, I'm like, Oh, so someone else, you know, <laughs> uh, does the podcast and you'll actually listen to one second of it or more. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Nah, fuck you and Steve, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so every show, then if he does listen, we have to have a five minute bit of what Eric did at, Sunday dinner and we just you know riff and create a scenario based on one little thing he may have said or done (laughs) like what did he did you hang out them the Sunday uh just at Arma we did not go to Sunday dinner because we are watching Laura's dogs oh right right, right. all four dogs over there yes uh so did he pirate eye anyone there or um, I think they were fine because it was because, yeah, it, it was just him, my mom and little sister, uh, littlest sister. Kate. Well, I'm trying to think of something to riff on. Did he say uh, inappropriately at Arma? When he oh, saw oh. <laughs> uh, well, no, he did. No, recently uh, to my father in law, um, of course, as my stepdad is wont to do, he hears part of a sentence is immediately triggered into a whirlwind of stereotypes like floating around in his head. And then he just kind of yanks one out of that whirlwind and just fucking slams it on the table and points at you and yells. And, uh, and he, (laughs) they were talking about, uh, my father-in-law was having a conversation with somebody else about women in STEM, right? Like, so (laughs) right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, how, uh, the STEM, you know, it's, there's been really big strides, oh, right, but right, the STEM, yeah. you know, uh, industry still. Did we talk about this on the show or just in person? Uh, in person, yeah. Okay, and uh, and so then uh, Eric, this story sounds familiar. In. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's about two sheets to the wind. This is only the first hour. This is app. This is cocktail hour of uh, Christmas <laughs> Eve, and uh, tells my father-in-law, who is <laughs> very successful, runs multiple of his own businesses <laughs> and things like that. Uh, tells him uh, he goes now. You know, father-in-law. I said his name, <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, uh, let me let me educate you a little bit about uh, STEM, okay? It's like, it's fucking bullshit. No one's ever gonna fucking make any fucking money in STEM, and no one should ever fucking go into STEM. It's all about going into sales and marketing. It's the only fucking place anyone makes any fucking money. So he wasn't even. He just heard people in STEM careers, not even the subject of women in STEM. Right. Uh, and had a huge opinion about it. And then it was awkward. They were fine. They were just having like a dad debate. But of course, uh, my lovely wife and all the moms were very stressed out uh, that they were actually like starting the night off on a wrong or would be fighting or something like that. Uh, but thankfully, it was just a dad debate. And uh you know, neither of them really cared afterwards either, but right, right, right. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Held a long, long grudge since, or probably even remembers it based on when you add up all the sheets, that's a very cozy blanket to fall yes. asleep and yes. forget those dreams. You could sail <laughs> the entire Spanish Armada <laughs> at the height of its powers <laughs> with all the sheets, the Nina, the, the Pinta the, uh, and the goddamn Santa Maria. 
Oh, you thought the green ball of light was actually guiding who's good? He was the first one to explore it. Yeah. Onward, on genocide and slavery. <laughs> As us peaceful aliens want you to do, Chris Columbus. With bio-warfare of, you know, disease. Yeah. And then Marshall, uh, decorate uh, home or decorate, direct uh, Home Alone in the first couple Harry Potter movies <laughs> and become very large uh, in Hollywood. You know, yeah, not physically, like right. you know, obese or anything. Right. But. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that could be, uh, those could be like er- Eric's, uh, blow hard moments or something. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, we just do a full, full riff on it. Yeah. And then that would be the test. Hey man. <laughs> just completely talking shit on him every week for five minutes just to see if he listens. Exactly. <laughs> and reports back. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I like your show. Do you, who's that guy you guys are always riffing on? <laughs> Making fun of. Who's this fucking Eric guy? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a real dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was reading uh, the first chapter and I was, I couldn't remember. It had been a long time. And I was like, I wonder if like how many pages roughly this is. Like if, if one chapter each is going to be enough meat for an episode. Right. And so, and thankfully as I was reading, I was like, Oh, this just keeps going. Like it was, it was paced really well. Yeah, I think like, they all play into each other from what I've seen. And yeah, cause I was kind of thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm kind of reading these quick, but I think there's enough to discuss. Yeah. Um, and I was like, top I was, of our usual riffing. So, you know, well, and it was like, I was going back. I was like really paying attention to, cause like with comics, it's so easy to get lost in, what's happening in the plot and the dialogue that you're reading that you're like not always looking deeply at the art. Oh yeah. Going yeah. on. And I was just like, I was just like, Oh shit. Like, I mean, he mentions it later, but it's like, it's like cool world building where he's walking through that initial, you know, medieval kind of renaissance town. And it's, and mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, just a random cage full of children in chains. Right, right. You know, it's like, okay. Like, well, and then, um, dark, you know, but the lead is like almost like the cover where it's like a hyper detailed drawing. So you yeah. get like one or two panels of that. And then it goes into, you know, the little more sped up, uh, animation with, even then there's still some detail yeah. uh, on certain cells and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And just, and lots of, lots of things, obviously like, I mean, I, when I first read them, I was probably in my late teens or something like that. So been a long time and obviously uh you know like a whole uh have a hole now <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm you know, like like obviously like a uh, fucking college uh, english degree and things like that um to uh hang a lot of my little you know interpretations and things on and so it was like it's i'm, I'm excited it's fun it's just, there's like there's a lot of meat there and uh segments are you know potential segments are kind of popping up in my head but uh yeah it's it's definitely fun because the first time i read it in my teens it was just like oh just like eating up what was going on you know and and uh but it's nice to kind of slowly be able to go back to and just be like oh shit i didn't notice that like yada yada but um yeah exactly uh, so we're gonna get the uh, berserk mark or whatever it's called the the demon mark on our uh foreheads tattooed yes yes. (laughs) because i was thinking i'm like god how many people have this thing oh yeah i uh i saw one uh, at um, a restaurant in Omaha, like a hipstery breakfast place in Omaha when we were there a year and a half ago for Sarah's cousin's wedding. And uh, the the host, uh, hostess, uh, well, a host, uh, the hostess <laughs> uh, had it on her neck. Um, mm. and, uh, and it was a very long wait. 
and but I think when I noticed it and then complimented her and I was like, oh, it's a nice berserk tattoo. And she's like, oh my god, like nobody knows what it is. And uh, I th- and then she sat us down like two minutes later, and it was supposed to be like another twenty minutes later. I think I think it. So went you think you got juiced? Yes. From, uh, <laughs> went along having the knowledge yeah. way. Um, but uh, yeah, excited for that and to talk about it Sunday over unlimited beef. Uh, it will be fun. Oh yes, um, salt now oh, that salt and sesame oil. Yes. Delicious. Um, but yeah, and then in the meantime, need to sign up and look up. Well, look up and kind of plan uh, the probing the Gaia verse, if that's what we're calling it, episodes as well. That will be the the replacement for this show. But um, uh, exciting that the next episode, though, I'll we'll, I'll be interested how they spin everything to just be aliens. But the next episode after this episode, so season eighteen, episode eight, is literally all about shadow people, which I'm like, oh, now they're like, uh, they've done it a little bit before, but now they're kind of just straight up trying to cross over into just the paranormal because ghost shows are infinitely popular and good for ratings on like history and travel and Discovery Plus and all that stuff. So, um. That's one that I'm sure the evidence will be very samey, but uh, interesting that they're taking a big swing to specifically talk about shadow. Right, right, right. Uh, for more, to tap for, into it for some very recent uh, shadow people discussion from Steve and I. You can go over to Patreon.com/slash Probing Ancient Aliens and uh, listen to the latest episode of Adventurous Ghost, our Ghost Adventures podcast, where. Uh, it was season five, episode six or something like that. But it was a uh, uh, fucking hail hails marina and dam or something like that. But uh, uh, it's an old abandoned dam building and a very very interesting and creepy uh, humanoid ish shadow figure sighting that they captured that I always think about when I think of ghost adventures. But uh, uh, anyway, that'll that'll segue me right into the housekeeping section here. You can usually chat with us live during the show's recording sessions over at twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens uh, every Monday night around 7 p.m. Pacific time. But uh, Steve had an appointment run late, so we're virtually recording. See. Tonight. No Twitch stream. But Which uh, I need to get the Twitch locked in. Uh, again, that's on my list here. Hopefully this week I'll I'll take a dive into it. Just, uh, oh, for remote, remote twitching? For, for remote, yeah, exactly. Because oh, yeah. uh, if we're adding a third... <laughs> Um, and just craziness of life. Uh, I think work and personal, uh, I feel like we definitely leverage the, the digital or, uh, whatever virtual as we call it right? quite a bit. So obviously try and do as much in person as we can, but at least have that, like you've said, because it is fun to chat with everyone and, and have the, the video going. So, um, as we, I think did 50, 50 last year, I'm assuming it's probably going to be seen this year. So yeah, get that going. And, uh, we also pay for the Zencaster video, uh, option every month too. Which so if we, that, ever to, if we well, want to we, export yeah, we, it and have like video files, like for YouTube or something, then we right, yeah, could, you know, but we also could probably do that. Well, I guess you can't export it with on Twitch, but yeah. Um, but either way, uh, los dos, I guess. Uh, ooh, a porcano sounds good right now. But um, uh, which, in my mind, that is a pork nacho volcano fountain, <laughs> where jalapenos, nacho cheese, and carnitas right. are, uh, or barbecued pork, I guess too. But uh, like pulled pork, but uh, are 
flarping out the top of a fountain, somehow not clogging it. And me eating a lot of it while I am drunk. Um, but uh, yeah, you can support uh, the show, as I said before, over at uh, patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens for two exclusive podcasts every month for only the five dollar tier or more and that first show like i said is adventurous ghosts our ghost adventures podcast that uh, follows the adventures episode by episode of the hunky zach bagans and his his gack his ghost adventures crew and we're currently in the middle of season five on that show and then uh, probing deeper is our kind of our catch rag show uh, as someone that worked with my wife once said in a meeting, when trying to say the word catch all, oh, uh, called yeah. himself, I can be the catch rag for this meeting. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just the dumpster over here. You guys can come all over. <laughs> uh, uh, excuse me, sir. No, graphically. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you can massage your penis until it ejaculates on me. Hey, I'm here for it. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Oh, so you're 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 taking notes then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> sir. why else would you think otherwise yeah well you are anything my penis so. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a wendy's so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't work together so. right and it's been closed for five years <laughs> <laughs> and i see that your notepad just says his peepee tastes good yeah <laughs> <laughs> when it goes from yellow to white check block check mark. <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah, probably deeper is our uh, catch rag podcast. We go over all sorts of sorts of subjects, all sorts of sorcerer sor- subjects uh, where it could be anything from movies that we like and do live watches or spoiler casts on or anything uh, or uh, or directly ancient astronaut theorist related content where uh, we've we've done many episodes um reviewing or doing live listens kind of commentary episodes of you know david childress youtube uh symposiums or um or movies and and definitely movies of the ilk that we're gonna be watching uh on this podcast as it shifts to to looking at all of the gaia network content so uh, and I think I think a few of them that we watch have been produced by the guy in network and probably available. Right, right. So, um, but uh, yeah, all sorts of variety on there. There, are, there's, I think, well over. I'm not going to look, but I'm pretty sure. I feel like for like the last two years, I've been saying there's over like 90 pieces of content on there. So I think there's probably like 150 or 160 podcasts on our Patreon now. But uh, yeah, give it a listen. Give us that that five dollar tier. Uh, that's the best value of all of our tiers. You can always give us more money, but, um, uh, we don't have much for you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> other than a big old thank you between. Yes. Us. And we've got, you know, some contact in the desert potentially coming up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Three days action packed. Well, two days mostly, but, um, a lot of guests They're They're showing a lot of people. I'm, at first, I was Have a little sketched more? out, but I'm like, okay, there's some more names, especially of people we haven't seen, right? Like that Carolyn Corey or whatever the hell her name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, see Richard how that fake nose looks. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Targ man himself right. was excited to see last time before it got canceled because I'm like, that guy's going to die like any day. Right. <laughs> um, so we definitely got to see him before he's gone. Oh, they even have... I'm looking at the site there's the lineup and then also a new faces section specifically, so which I don't know if they updated that. Cause I know when I checked last, it was still like Sprague and stuff or Sprague, whatever <laughs> from the time before when he was right, supposed right. to be there. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, Cockney Collins is supposed to be there. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, there's that Cheryl Costa person. I've seen that Brad Olson guy before, I think on Ancient Aliens, but I can't remember what he's known for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, that's what you were saying. The uh, Doctors JJ and Desiree Hurtak. Right. Uh, <laughs> what did I say they look? I can't remember. I a... But I was laughing. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, it was a pirate oh. and uh, um, who's the Aerosmith guy? Oh, yeah. Steve Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jason Martell, the slick back kid's going to be there. Uh, he hasn't been on uh, season 18 very much. Oh, yeah, Michael Denon's going to fucking be there. The fucking U- UCI physics professor. The the longest running and uh, uh, the longest running talking head on Ancient Aliens to never, I think, convert or change his tune in any way. Like, he's always just been a physicist and that's what he's there for but he's also coming to contact so maybe they paid him uh, a good amount of money but uh, yeah dolan's right. gonna be there yeah you said targ's gonna be there steven bassett is gonna be there uh he's big in that uh that fucking world uh ooh, eric rankin i've seen his face but don't know who he is uh and then adam curry who i think has done ted talks and stuff but uh anyway um yeah it'll be fun i just got my i think both of us have our passes now so i think we are all uh no i need to buy mine i haven't done it oh, okay um, i thought you said you did because you were i it wasn't like waiting waiting for your transfer but i'm like i was like oh, oh you're gonna transfer right. and then obviously it's not a rush um but i'm like i should buy those tonight or tomorrow because i think there's like two or three days left or one um, or two two days one also uh it's very annoying uh because they almost force you to use PayPal instead of your credit card. Uh, oh, you really? You can use a credit card, but on my browser, the button they said to click did not exist. <laughs> They're like, oh, that happened to to my wife uh, on some other site. Like, yeah, she was trying to check out. It's yeah, super annoying. And then it was like, like not. You, they're like, if you, there, there's a note that literally says like, if you don't want to use PayPal, then. Um, uh, click the pay with credit card button below and there is no p- and I literally like went to the desktop site and looked around you know because you know sometimes on mobile you know parts of the interface will disappear or whatever but uh, it was not there so I just went for PayPal anyway so uh, I should be able to transfer that money Wednesday night <laughs> I think when I again yeah I'm, I'm like it, and it, it's not a not a crazy rush Actually, it's no, more one of those I could do it earlier yeah. I could do Whatever. it I could do it tonight not, um, not a mess not no mess not a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a mess. It's not a mess. I'm not cleaning it up. Oh, God, it's mess. not a mess. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a mess if you eat it all up. <laughs> if um, you want it there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that'll be super fun. Um, I'm glad that it's locked in now. And uh, that's pretty yeah, much again. the news section, too, was just that right. uh, uh, the tickets have been procured. Yes, so. Bobandy, quit, quit. Uh fronting on us and get those goddamn tickets okay <laughs> we don't want those rooms okay yeah trying to be over here flexing yeah but i i need to see those guns and no sleeve shirts <laughs> irl oh yeah and also a, a happy belated birthday oh right yes Bandit, yes number one super fan of this show um but uh, yeah i also i hope that at that buffet that I see that fucking guy that worked there again, who judged me for asking for four Smucker's peanut butter right. for my bagels. <laughs> uh, so I can give him what for, as they used to say. Exactly. Um, 
head over to blackholesupplycompany.com for Probing Ancient Aliens merchandise, uh, disc golf discs, and disc golf apparel. Now with a physical location inside Cape and Cowell collectibles at 9525 Garfield, like the cat, Avenue, Suite C2, Fountain Valley, California, 92708. And the best part is you can look for all the stuff I just mentioned, and then you turn around because you're in kind of the corner of the store, and the other three quarters of the store is super cool collectible. You could get a charming Fisto figure from the He-Man <laughs> Mashes of the Universe. You could get all the latest Marvel and DC stuff. You can get old G.I. Joes. You can get, I think, you can get lots of Star Wars merchandise. So you can just geek out while you freak out at all those discs and Probing Ancient Aliens merchandise and exclusive art on all those uh, 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 pieces of apparel by exactly. our friends. You guys, do they sell, sell does Sterling sell G.I. Joes over there? Oh yeah, big time. Big oh, time. nice, 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 nice. Uh, we didn't when we first launched, and then because none of us I knew thought, it. I was, like, I was like, oh, I think the one property that's like missing from eighties nostalgia is GI Joe. Here. It was like GI Joe and Transformers, and then mm. Sterling. Well, Sterling's brother got way into GI Joe, so that helped a little. And then um, <laughs> uh, Sterling went full mental mode that he can do, and like mastered those two franchises because mm. those fucking toys. Like Star, like a lot of them, but GI Joes just have so many parts, and so do Transformers. Right? Like, okay, the robot transforms, and it has all these other parts that can pop off, and guns, and other shit. So it's like, and they've made a million iterations of them over the years. So it's like, what's a real vintage one? What's a reissue? What's a reissue of a vintage? Like, yeah, yeah, it's wild. So they, but he has gone through that and become somewhat of a master of nice. uh, the Transmorphers, as we say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And G.I. Jims. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm G.I. James. Welcome. Governor. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're one of the, the the PlayStation podcasts I listen to. The the main host is uh, a massive G.I. Joe guy. And uh, he talks about it. He used to like Twitch stream him just cleaning. He would like talk about politics while cleaning his GI Joe <laughs> for a while. But uh, yeah, it's well, there's like, a whole thing with re rubber banding their legs. Yeah, uh, which yeah, they've yeah. now done in He Man too. Because for a long time, Masters of the Universe were thought to be dead, but someone figured it out. So yeah, that's know. a big thing in vintage. Is how to like redo the, them? <laughs> yeah, because the the rubber bands either go loose and it can't stand or hold its shape or they just straight up break and then the legs fall off on he-man toys and uh the waist you know die on uh mm. joe's yeah yeah oh, we and then they have like a metal hook now and new ones instead of a rubber band and yeah because uh, i remember as a kid just twisting the shit out of those things because then they would just spin around and then right exactly do it yeah, too yeah. much but that was part of the fun yeah <laughs> he's dancing he's dancing um look at him go look at him go i remember doing that with the um with the, the tmnt toys primarily um yeah they didn't have as many rubber band issues uh as the others but just yeah just cranking them up and uh spinning aside from the actual i think it might have been michelangelo that literally had there were a couple popped up that like if you you know you wound it up and spun them on the ground but that was meant to do right that. right right yeah because their body is pretty solid because yes. they don't really have a waist and then there's just the arms and legs but yeah on the shell too you can obviously yes spin them around so um but, well and then the rubber band or not rubber band the rubber ljn wrestling figures i don't know if you had those because i got those hmm. more via my brother 
but the big tall rubber guys mm. uh, was like Hulk Hogan. I remember those. I never owned them. Flair. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say they're probably out of the range for me, but again, cause I had the older brother right. at the wrestling ring. And then you could throw those and cartwheel them. Cause they were solid, Yes, yeah. but flexible <laughs> enough rubber. They would just bounce and fucking take off. And that, yes. that was the best. I always wondered later in life, how many people use those as sex toys? <laughs> Probably me. They had a very, <laughs> very sex toy like uh, feel to them. Uh, uh, yeah, shaped like men. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, little men. Um, God, why did I just blink on the? <laughs> I was trying to think of a, a big gym uh, or a, God. Who's the stupid announcer? Paul something. Okay, never mind. Oh, I was trying to pull an old name. Uh, yeah, yeah. To seductively yeah. reference what's that guy? <laughs> guy with the mustache and the tuxedo right? and the yeah what in the hell um tuxedo announcer why am i blanking uh eugene okerland there you go yeah yeah, yeah. oh eugene <laughs> <laughs> or oh, george the animal steel give me that green tongue <laughs> Uh, that also the contact thing kind of takes care of the news. I, I didn't specifically have any new, uh, UFO or alien news, but, uh, um, yeah, I don't believe so because yeah, uh, I don't think anything crazy has happened. Yeah. Ryan Sprague still engaged. He posted, a he posted a video from a year ago of his fiance that says, I still can't believe she said yes. And then a bunch of people. Say congratulations, and he could have just said thanks, but he had to say on every one of them, oh, I got engaged a year ago. I just reposted this again. Right, right. <laughs> I'm a loser. I have to follow Fucking him around. Idiot. Yeah. Uh, he's going... He's going on those uh, the Mary King's Closed tour every fucking day, I think, now. Uh, <laughs> over in Edinburgh. Just all the ghost tours, all the underground tours, all the pub tours. And, yeah. Uh, I wonder how he's doing over there, but... I guess he's living the sweet life because his fiance is a uh, doctor. So, right. Um, and I don't even know. I don't even know if he's bartending over there. I think he might just be just straight up podcasting, straight podcasting for a while. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Or I'm doing voice. Because I think even if he's filming bits as a talking head, you can do that there. Like they just pay right, right. like a rental studio. And it's like, okay, you're in another ancient aliens. We're going to film you over there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder when he filmed, I think he must've filmed that before he left, but, um, but you can't tell cause it's just in a fucking room with a close up. So, um, there's a little segment here that, uh, I don't know who's going to fucking ask it, but I guess I'll ask <laughs> how you doing, Steve, how you doing me, how you doing, Joey doing. Okay. Um, yeah, just. Uh, pumped up here for the Simon Lazat release. Mm. Uh, haven't got a ch- didn't didn't get out to Huck this this weekend, but um, hopefully very soon. Today was very windy though. Not that I would have even gone, but just reminiscence of the days post Jacks, where it's like, yeah, let's just go. And then it's it's fun days when it's really windy, but sometimes those are frustrating. But yeah, <laughs> if you just accept it's going to be a dumb day, then then it helps. Driving is usually fun. Putting is usually not so fun. Right, right, right. Um, but anyways, yeah. So watching content there, he's got his new video out. Surprisingly, a lot of the the B brand uh, broadcasters banked a lot of content uh, in the off season at like shittier B tier events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or small A tiers. 
Yep. Uh, and then also, it seems like everyone's just down in Florida now playing events. <laughs> yeah. um, Him and Casey are down there. So, yeah. So flow, as they call. <laughs> well, and Paul Macbeth has been, because the one of those people, it was like Paul Macbeth and uh, Double G, uh, they've been doing events and someone's been filming them. Um, like all throughout the winter so far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're just down there crushing everyone in eight tiers. <laughs> uh, just trying to keep their, their, uh, edge up. Yeah. It seems like, I mean, they may, maybe it's always happened, uh, regardless, but it seems like this year, everyone's competitive spirit is higher again. Like it's, well, like I think people- it's, yeah, the first ultimate year, right? Like, post COVID right was 2020 everything boomed into 21 right people figuring out 21 into 22 22 was huge and now they're like COVID's kind of gone right whatever they're I think everyone's like okay this is like the big year right like every year's been a big year but this is the big year of like we need to be on because yes clearly disc golf hasn't died or dying um so we need to like stay edged up exactly (laughs) Um, but yeah and then personal life uh, (laughs) i ate too much lamb chops last night and almost puked oh (laughs) Uh, no i uh we got a nice little rack of lamb at the business center costco Mm. uh and cooked that up and on the rack of lamb below the little medallion is like a big chunk of kind of fat Mm -hmm. chunk of kind of fat we know you Uh, have that so I was cutting those off, but then eating them because I was uh-huh. like, oh, they're like melty, salty, super good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we both ate and I ate more just in general. <laughs> uh, one of the larger children. Uh, and yeah, that night I was like, last night I was like fighting puking for like oh. an hour because I was like, it's just so rich. Yes. Um, now, do you just, have like Pepsi in the house? Pepsi Uh I took some Pepto Bismol. Mm. Um, hey, Pepto. Which, <laughs> uh, which definitely helped because yeah, it was yeah. it was a couple hours of pain and one it's, hour of yeah, just that quick. acid production gets yeah. So it's like if I know if I'm not like taking a Pepsi is so like uh, low risk to your body. It literally is just telling your uh, acid reducers to like calm down a little bit, you know, or turn, turn a bunch of them off. And, uh, so it's like, you can always just take one. If you, if there's a meal or like a restaurant you haven't been to or a meal. Now, sometimes you might want that data, right? You might want the raw data of, Hey, if I go to this place and if I like it, I want to know how it actually affects my stomach and, uh, digestive tract. Right. But, uh, but you can always, uh, take one afterwards. So you can just have some in there, put them in your wallet, Yes, have some wife's purse, and yeah, because uh, even even it obviously takes longer if you've already eaten. It takes like an hour or so to kind of feel the effect because it's you know going through your your gut munches in there, but uh, but still very helpful in general. Yeah, usually I don't. I haven't had problems in such a long time. That's what it's like. Yeah, usually you're a fat man. Of, Not that you're outside. fat. But you're a fat man. Like you you have the, you eat a lot right. of the, the a lot grist. of the brisket fat, uh, which yeah. usually makes me gives me that weird nauseous feeling which i think might be psychosomatic because there was there was once or twice where there was like uh uh somebody else felt a little sick afterwards so there might have just been some undercooked stuff because it was like very rare i think it was my sister's ex-husband that made it tasted very good but i was just like something was in it right definitely was like not just like ooh, this is too rare it was like something happened and then that night i was like it was pretty bad it wasn't poisoning bad but like 
30% there, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, but then my brain ever since is like, Ugh, too much globby, yeah. like rendered fat, delicious, like fried or whatever. But you tend to like the bigger chunks of, well, and when you roast it enough, it's chunky in your hand, but then melts in your mouth mm-hmm. Two in the um, bush. Exactly. So like the tri-tips are nice. Two in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to dig deep down. Um, yeah, like the tri-tips, when I trim them up, I'll I'll roll the, the fat into a ball and then roast that and then eat it. Wow. Um, Is that real? It, again, it just melts. But it's so rich. Uh, wow. wow. So last night, I just overdid it. So now yes. I know. Okay. You know, a little bit, but don't don't go ham and you know, eat the yeah, whole yeah. goddamn thing. And, and you roasted, not smoked? Yeah, I did go for the roast. A little marinade of, it was thyme, rosemary, garlic. Oh, classic. Salt, pepper, you know, classic. I didn't want to div- or uh, skew too much with the smoker. I wanted to try just a traditional Oh yeah, kind of roast on it. And they came out good. If anything, I think next time I'll slice them and then maybe uh, sear because they were a little rare. So I could have either A, roasted longer, but I think I'll probably do maybe a little seasoned sear uh, once they're sliced, right, which right. I feel like is what I get in restaurants. Nice. Um, that little bit of finish on it. Uh, and then, yeah, it's windy, wild weather here right now. And yeah, work is uh, busy, but not too wild. So yeah, I think I actually the next might couple need, weeks, not uh, too bad. Well, not need. I might want See. to look at uh, pressure washers. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. But uh, we can, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, we have a couple reconditioned ones. It's it's cra- It's more like how big do you want to go? You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. It's because uh, I, I, I don't know if that bucket one might be enough for what I want it for, or I might just want a fucking pressure washer. But right. uh, a lot of it is to keep the the tiles on my fountain clean. They always get little, okay. even with the chlorine, it just like dirt, you know, builds up. In yeah. there and, and then you see these little hanging tendrils on the mosaic tiles of like mud. And then the, mm-hmm. the jet setting on the hose is just not enough. Uh, right. Where right, right. I just want to sit there. And put it right up against it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's way too much work. But, um, but yeah, just uh, uh, if you see any, let me know. Or if they're on, if they're on the site for the place you work. At. Yeah, I mean, you can you can just look up pressure washer and bring up all of them. Cool. Okay. Um, but again, there's various levels. There's like gas. There's electric. Uh, and then how much <laughs> pressure you need. Um, yeah. But I can bring mine over and just shoot it and see if it does anything and then because because the one i let you borrow the the old dewalt it's technically a power cleaner right 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 yeah so people will be like it's not a pressure washer um but if that's enough then that's probably the easiest because you literally plug in the water into the unit and exactly. you're good where the other pressure washers you either got to plug into the wall plug the water wheel it over or if it's gas the whole that's a whole separate issue of storing it and making sure it's running and oil and blah, blah, blah. My instincts say um, that probably would be enough because we're yeah. really, I'm not really trying to get like a layer of concrete off. You no. Know, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So, so next time, uh, I mean, assuming if Monday works or whatever, next time I'm over, I'll bring it and then we can fire it up and just okay, see cool. what it does. Right. Might as well. Exactly. Yeah. A little test run there. Yeah. Uh, also, thankfully it's not super bad. Uh, the great movie. No, it's not super bad, but there's a little bit of robot action happening with your voice. So I don't know if you have any other. No, I killed everything. Resources, but it's not super. Um, it's, it's more of an effect. There's no delay, thankfully. So okay, yeah, I feel like you had a hair delay earlier, but 
nothing crazy. But yeah, there's nothing else to kill at the moment. I just restarted, I thought. But anyways, we'll we'll keep trucking here. No worries. I uh I did have uh yes, how a, are you, Joe? There was a Microsoft Word window open, and as like for some reason Microsoft Office takes up so much fucking real estate on your RAM. So I just closed that. Maybe that was it. Um but uh yeah, I'm doing doing okay. Uh to steal your line um, which is stolen from someone else so yeah. It's fine. <laughs> uh yeah nothing nothing super interesting i had a very successful um uh i altered the recipe of the original chicago pie that i made uh, or shy pie as i call them if i ever open a restaurant i would call it shy pie like c yeah <laughs> but uh uh yeah like the the original recipe i clone well it was it was directly from Pequod's, which is a big uh, Chicago kind of chain out there, um, it's like Pequod's, Lou Malnati's, and Giordano's are kind of the more the most popular big three. I think there's tons of other ones, but uh, and people say that Pequod's is like the most like refined and good. I guess so. Uh, that was kind of my original uh, recipe. Of course, naturally leavened instead of the commercial yeast that's in the recipe, but. Uh, uh, it is a delicious uh, kind of butter pastry crust. Like I almost want to just le- literally like leave the dough balls sometimes and just bake those and have a big fucking butter flake like biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, it just tastes like a really good biscuity kind of pie crust like combo. So, um, but yeah, the the original recipe had like you know you put you put melted butter in there, but also like vegetable oil and olive oil. I'm like, why the fuck? I, I literally was. Oh, yeah, you're saying that last time. Yeah, I was like telling Sarah the other day. I was like, literally, no good food is made with vegetable oil. Like every every recipe that has vegetable oil as it, in it would be better with <laughs> olive oil or something, some other fucking oil that's easy to get out of the plant, like peanut, olive, grapeseed, whatever. We match it and mash it, and you get it. But um, anyway, but then uh, I looked up. I was like, and and when I was I was using the vegetable because also like they're like hey line your pan with a coating of vegetable oil and then drizzle olive oil and smear it on top of that and i was like because that technique is very common for pan pizzas where it's like do a layer of butter and then olive oil or just olive oil if it's like super italian but uh but uh i've I've, i'm a, a big proponent of the uh butter plus olive oil or just the butter on there but uh so i was like the second round i wanted to stick to the recipe the whole first round the second round subbed all uses of vegetable oil for butter and a lot of baking i looked it up and it was like oh the great thing about subbing uh butter for vegetable oil is that it's a one-to-one ratio so whatever's in the recipe for vegetable oil you just no changes just use the same amount of butter uh and and vegetable oil is kind of like denser and stickier which is like they it helps the pastry kind of stick to the walls of your pan when you're kind of making the crust up the side so anyway but uh but you're also but so so there was now double the butter in the dough and butter on more butter on the outside of the dough prepping it uh and you also were fucking like you're spreading butter all over the place on this on this pie and god it was so much like it was good last time but there was kind of a not a bad flavorlessness because sometimes the pizza you just want to taste the stuff but not really you still want the dough to always be good but uh uh, this was like, I was like, Ooh, this tastes like Lou Malnati's or I, cause I'd never actually had Pequod's, but I was like, this tastes like the really good, uh, flavorful. Plus I had, you know, cold fermented it for, for a night or two. And so really good flavor with the crust, 
form factor was good um and uh very just very successful overall the only thing uh, i would change is uh i see why they do the um smaller sausage crumbles on most uh you know you don't want a lot of tall tall ball style toppings with chicago pie because as you're building the layers uh now your cheese is kind of it's making it too tall because there's all these big peaks you know of sausage on there and stuff because right. it's a big beautiful sausage kind of meatballs on there for um sarah's pious it was a uh, sausage and garlic but uh once it baked it all kind of melted down and evened out but it was more worrisome than anything. It was fine. But, uh, but yeah, this, this coming week, I think I'm going to do it again and do a third and try to really, really perfect the bake timing, uh, so that the, uh, nothing was burnt, but it was just like, it was, it was crispy, which was good, but I want to see if I can make it more buttery flaky and maybe put even more, one more fold and layer of butter in there. But, uh, it's making me hungry already, but even uh, yes. you've been eating, eating the leftovers the entire week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah. And then more baking news or more mental diarrhea as the one star review recently, uh, called out. But, um, uh, <laughs> my sister Ashley, uh, is having a birthday party and she wants me to cook for the party. And she initially wanted a pizza party of round pies, but then she was watching, um, a Netflix pizza show, like a chef show, not the chef's table one, but something else. And they showed, uh, Chris Bianco's like focaccia recipe. Mm, she, mm-hmm. like, so she, so this is someone who says she doesn't like thick crust pizza. Uh, and she goes, she goes, can, Oh, she's like, can we just do, um, cause she knows I have the Chris Bianco book and she's like, can we do like kind of like an, a- like an antipasto, like appetizer and focaccia like theme for my birthday? I was like, sure. But I was like, but you don't like thick crust pizza because i was like i'm assuming you want me to make it some of it like pizza and she was like she's like oh the the margarita one with with tomato sauce and like and and cheese on it looks so good and i was like i like yelled at her through the phone like te- like through text. i was like you literally say that you don't like thick crust pizza and now you want inch and a half thick focaccia bread with tomato sauce and cheese <laughs> and parmesan right. well at that point it's just like a uh garlic bread right so, well that's <laughs> that was her excuse she was like well it's more that focaccia has like lighter toppings on it that i'm like i'm like it's fine i don't care i just want you know it's fine but uh uh anyway so that'll be fun um yeah. i also i also got to make a uh i cooked for at the request of my sister-in-law uh, for her birthday on saturday night so i made a uh, uh i made a bunch of egg egg noodle uh, fettuccine noodles mm. uh and then um had a short rib a beef short rib uh sauce that was oh, nice. simmering for about seven hours it was it was really good and then made a one of my favorite things to do and eat is a big old fucking antipasto platter so i just cubed oh, up yeah. cubed up some mortadelle some genoa salami some uh, banana peppers some Calamara, calamara olives, some uh, some pepperanzas, sometimes called paquinta peppers, which are like growing to be one of my favorite peppers. The little red, some people call them cherry right, peppers right. too. They're not that's not really accurate, but um, uh, a lot of times you get them at Italian places stuffed. They're with a little seedy too, right? Goat cheese, no, because they're cored out. They're like little miniature bell peppers in the way they look, and then there's there's little red peppers that are kind of seedy, right? I feel uh, like I've had an antipastos. Uh oh, Calabri chili peppers have lots of seeds in them, and they're spicy. See, this uh, wasn't like super spicy. It looked like a tomato, 
like a teeny tomato, but it was sweet. Might, maybe it's the same one and they just had more seeds in it or something. Mm-hmm. It's more raw and wriggling, but usually they're, they're cored and right. they're kind of marinated in oil and, and uh, vinegar and stuff. So, uh, but, uh, and then artichoke hearts and I made the, the, uh, Pisana's, uh, chopped salad dressing that I make and, oh man, it was, and I had a gigantic bowl. There was only six of us and, uh, people came over and that was out for appetizers and it was mostly gone within 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right. But, um, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's been a fun, fun few weeks of cooking, uh, yes. especially figuring out some. Figuring out something I was doing wrong that was critical in my pizza baking. And so now the past couple of months have just been really fun <laughs> now that I've been doing that right. And, uh, and and so many little problems were fixed just by uh, letting the dough rise more than I thought it needed to. So, um, but yeah, other than that, uh, nothing, nothing super interesting. Just excited, excited for the new content. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, not fully leaving it behind, but, uh, growing, evolving of ancient aliens into, um, the Gaia verse into the the universe that's within our own earth and our minds and our, our consciousness, our, our, our penisal, glands, right. Uh, DMT (laughs) machine elves and Joe Rogan experiments. I've got to liquefy my calcium in my (laughs) penisal gland. Um, uh, but but, uh, but I, I mean, kind of in in the vein of all that. Um, <laughs> yeah, watching this episode, I'm like, and the ones that come, I'm like, yeah, I feel like this show is just on for the sake of being on. Yeah, where there were elements where I'm like, this is the most ancient aliens the show's been in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of this episode, but overall, yeah, it's like cool. You're talking about modern day stuff. And at least on this episode, a chunk did tie back to old shit. Yeah. Um, they specifically have mentioning, you know, like, like, you know, and, and uh, in the ancient world, this was the same as this. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, but, yeah uh, the blue halo or her <laughs> magic uh, bubble. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, not to dive in too deep into the episode, but yeah, just overall, it's like, hey, I feel like the transition over is probably fine. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think it's going to be. Like again, like episodes of probing deeper, like I don't think any of us are ever there. It's it's pretty rare. Like if the content itself is just insanely boring, which has only happened a couple times, right? But even then, it's fun to talk about a new piece of content right. that we are coming to for the first time, uh, as opposed to yes, technically each episode of this is new, but. I mean, we literally have been saying this since like season seven or eight, where it's like, oh, this is a rehash episode. Like, it's yeah. like it folded in on itself so quickly. But this this season 18 truly feels like the old guard, um, Sukalos especially, is phoning in his passion like it's not real. And he, I mean, I know he's still passionate about the subject, but it looks like he's almost reading off a cue card sometimes. Or well, sounds, I was going to call him, you know, Pestelicos because his face was like, pastel and like right. looks like he was a painting yes. the way that he had yeah. so much makeup and the angle <laughs> to like thinify his face yes. and then everything else i'm like it's, he looks less swollen but he also looks like he's a painting his his face pigment is that of a cold um like a someone a, a male of scotch irish descent penis head like it's yeah. like a very weird blotchy white pink 
Well, uh, and lo- again, looks like a cold well, baby skin. I was going to say there's a yellowish to where it looks like maybe a, ch- a dead chicken with psoriasis that's been sitting in your fridge for two months. <laughs> <laughs> or like shameful just, Japanese cum. Exactly. Right? Yellow, yeah. the, yellow well, the transition from yellow to white. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, it's just like an off yellow, white, cream, yes, odd ball color. And, and like Childress doesn't say anything fun anymore. Like, he's like got a, too cool of a haircut for yes, my yeah, liking. Which, which literally just means <laughs> short in the back. <laughs> like, well, like, it, it had a little, little bit of styling on the side. Like it wasn't the curls. It was like yeah, yeah. just cut up enough and like flared out good. with gel. Yeah, he looks yeah, good. Yeah. And he's just not in adventure mode anymore. Exactly. He's just fucking now. He's just David Childress of Ancient Aliens. You yeah, know, and you are like, not <laughs> Indianapolis Jones anymore. Right. Give me that badge. The self proclaimed. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So it's like the stuff that the talking heads say now, it's not even fun. Like there's not a lot of impetus for me to even write down stuff to do imitations as much as I used to, as I'm sure listeners have noticed, like, you know, the beginning, it was like fucking three quarters of the show was, you know, imitating impressions of people and everything and riffing on them. But now it's just like, they're just kind of saying the general theme of the segment, which is really boring because Rob Worley, the narrator saying that all the time. So I feel like doubling down on it. And then whatever dumb new guests they have, like this month, this, this episode, it was the fucking Tennessee, you know, Senator guy or whatever. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That was a dick, weird but... thing in itself. Um, I think for context, since they won't be there, we need to tag them in just like oddball posts and stories just to bum them. <laughs> 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 or, or make cutouts of them like we did with Matt for his birthday. <laughs> so it looks like they're there with us right. hanging out. <laughs> It was really great seeing you, George. <laughs> I know. Childress like, at uh, at contact. Oh my god, they came into the room with us. Oh god, he's in the bathroom. He won't leave. <laughs> they're puking up white shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, zero. I was going to ask you before. Zero chance Wilcock is showing up too, right? I mean, I feel like he's disappeared. You're the one who were. I mean, I guess we were kind of keeping up on him, but you followed his Twitter at least. Yes. And I'm assuming he's dead. It's, I mean, he's around. It's same old, same old. I'll check okay. it like once every couple of weeks. And, uh, which is annoying because it never comes up like algorithmically, even right. though I followed yeah, him. Yeah. Which, well, hey, maybe he's right. Shadow band. Band. Shadow band. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, he's got posts from today, you know. Okay. But, okay. Uh, uh, oh, he's reposting, uh, Graham Hancock stuff. <laughs> quite uh, a bit. Like he's jumping on that train, even yep. though they probably hated each other at one point. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, and yeah, Wilcock is just the fucking glomer, like whatever. No. Yeah. Whatever fucking cool uh, anti-establishment theory somebody has in his kind of general universe, then he'll fucking just try to. So he's someone we definitely need to make a cut out of and take along to contact because yes. <laughs> he will actually engage back and get bummed. Yes. Out. He'll get pissed off, threaten to sue, all sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, that was like that seeing his like old school WWF wrestler style appearance right. in that hallway, like, like just like an open shirt and his, and his, you know, his, uh, wife worshiper on, we don't want to say wife beater anymore. Uh, but, uh, his wife worshiper on just, just sweating, you know, and just fucking just dead eye. Like as if there was a camera, as if there was a cameraman in front of him that he was right, right. Filming not looking into the lens yeah. of, you know what I mean? Like to look yeah, dramatic yeah, yeah. and cool, but, uh, that is just, I mean, ugh, one of the highlights of my life. And then seeing people, some people laugh and lots of people swooning over him right? Uh, as he went into the fucking uh, 
the whatever the room the panel room the discussion room but uh also not with his wife just him by himself right uh even though they were doing the whole thing together but uh, yeah one of the probably the one of the top highlights i mean that whole contact trip probably highlight yeah. of uh of the probing Edge aliens podcast but, exactly uh, uh so excited that it's gonna be around again and and i'm also i'm interested i think i said this last week but interested now that you and I have listened to so many other kind of like listen to so much other content because of the show, right? Like, you know, right. collectors club and like other stuff like that, where it's like, Oh, all these people were huge fans of that show of the contact experience as well. So I think now we're going to kind of recognize more faces. I hope, uh, just in the crowd, even if they're not like, you know, speaking there or whatever, but, uh, It'll be it'll be quite interesting, and if it's even more of a shit show than it was before, then that's fun in and of itself. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but uh, and then yeah, it's a nice little nice little weekend vacay in in Palm Springs, exactly. Or Indian Wells, whatever, same shit. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, let's get into it. I mean, mental diarrhea is dried up. I think so. Yeah, took the uh, Pepto. It hit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hit me where the good Lord split me. Uh, yeah, we start off with strike force nine on the USS Russell, uh, air, uh, what is it? Aircraft carrier. So this was like 2018. I think it said there was a, a Navy test scenario, uh, being run by strike force nine. They're launching off jets. They're, they're, pra- they're doing war games. They're practicing for real life experience. And, and Nick Pope comes on. Nick Pope on the show too much now. He's like the, I think he's like the de facto. He's almost taking over a lot of the shit that like Sukalos used to say and everything. But uh, uh, he's just kind of narrating what Clotworthy said. But uh, he's like, he's like, and suddenly the exercise interrupted, uh, interrupted by an unknown presence. And so, uh, best part of the episode for me was the the really cool videos of the pyramid shaped craft that they c- captured, and there was like dozens of these pyramid shaped crafts, which is really interesting. And like the pyramid shaped craft videos are fucking mind blowing. Like it's so strange. Like seeing a light in the sky is one thing or whatever, but seeing these clearly three dimensional, you know, pyramids just kind of spinning and floating like they're a screensaver or something is fucking nuts like that gets my my sense of wonder about the whole subject up uh super super high but um and you know lots of uh, you know all military people they're all filming this fucking thing they're capturing on the radar they're capturing on their night vision cams and stuff uh so these things are hovering over the aircraft carrier for minutes at a time so uh jeremy corbell they fucking haul him haul him on here and he is on the episode way too much yeah he's like the whole episode pretty yeah. much right <laughs> it's promoting uh his content as per usual too because he's he leaked some of these videos or not leaked but he's he's the one that brought some of these videos out to the world but uh, right uh says this is one of the most important pieces of uap evidence of all time just because there were so many uh that were seen so uh and we get a sukler here and he says you know one could argue that the same visitors that we had back then are showing themselves to us again so same same thing he's been saying since episode one i made a note later this literally could this episode could have been the series premiere of a show called ancient aliens in another year like it literally right, 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 right. like if ancient aliens didn't exist this could have been the first episode and if you had never seen any of this or heard of the ancient astronaut theory it would be pretty mind-blowing you're like whoa they're actually like lightly touching on lots of little and sometimes big um 
uh, pieces of evidence where it's like, oh shit, like, well, yeah, the Ben Ben stone here. And then there's a fucking carving where it's a craft and like, whatever. It's just like, it is pretty nuts, like all the stuff, but you know, it's, it's old hat to us, but not to the uh, middle-aged elderly demographic that the show is made for. So well, it's funny. My wife was like, well, what's the episode on today? And I'm like, oddly enough, I have to say UFOs. (laughs) I'm like, that's what it's about, which should be mostly about, but not always Mm -hmm. exactly UFOs. Um, a lot of, yeah, just flying crafts. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, that should be really interesting, but, uh, ancient aliens finds a way to make it repetitive. (laughs) But, um, uh, it's also one of those things too. It's like, (laughs) we just have to admit that ancient aliens, I think too, there's like everything, there's a hardcore audience, but it's one of those shows that's not meant to be binged watched. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's, it's meant to it's be hotel a show. weekend watch. But exactly. not yeah. binge. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, it's, it's the kind of show where you still just kind of catch it and you can always learn a little tidbit of something right. and, and they'll always repeat the same things ad nauseum. So it all kind of ties back to the, the religious beliefs of ancient astronaut theory. So uh, yeah, here's where they're talking about the Ben Ben stone, which are the, uh, which were originally the capstones to obelisks and obelisks uh, have been around for many hundreds of years, even before the pyramid. So Jonathan Young from the, the Joseph Campbell archives <laughs> says, uh, those obelisks were the meeting place where human energy went up to meet uh, the energy of the gods and Childress chimes in and he's like the Ben Ben stones actually memorialize an extraterrestrial visitation. He's, he's making the point like these aren't just symbolic of uh, the gods or anything. He's saying like they are, they are a, a true um, signpost, you know, that says something happened here that we were visited by our ET gods here. So uh Sukes mentions just randomly oh one of the origin stories is a ben ben stone flew down from the sky in the crater gods i'm like this is one of those things where i'm like i'm not, i i'm sure you're correct but can you just you guys do your your homework so well on some things and then you just throw shit like this out where it's like could you just say like which origin story like hey in in the origin story that was found on this tablet the you know and then say the same thing and it would have been fine right where it's like it's not that i think he's making it up it just feels lazy when you're mm-hmm. it. we all have to remember this show is trying to prove a completely alternate theory to the origins of humanity on this right. planet. So at a pretty aggressive scale. Exactly. Yeah. It's like all of our technology, all everything that we know in the modern world was because extraterrestrials came and taught us how to do it and then use some of their tools and whatever, but tools and tips uh, my favorite gay bar. Um, uh, Childress and, and everyone are now just, you know, generally repeating how there could be a connection between modern UAP vids and ancient alien contact. So the next segment is all about Vimanas, which we've talked about literally dozens of times. There have been other entire episodes dedicated to them. Uh, I think that there was another episode called Alien Aircraft or something like that uh, back in the early seasons, and this is Alien Air Force. Um, but uh, to to uh, in a very roundabout way, it goes back to 2015 in Florida, where the infamous gimbal video was captured by like an F F-18 or F-16 fighter jet. So uh, Corbell Zani just continues to be power psyched at how amazing that video is and how he dropped this video and whatever. Uh, Travis Taylor's on a decent amount. 
and uh, double doctor Travis Taylor. <laughs> uh, and uh, and he just, you know, he just says, you know, mankind has yet to accomplish uh, any of the shit that this craft did. You know how it they call it the gimbal because it, it was uh, turning on its axis in ways that especially at the speed and against 120 knot winds. Uh, nothing that mankind is known to have created can accomplish yet. So right. uh, medallion man, William Henry makes the point uh, that uh, I almost, it's, he has to be matrix medallion man. Cause he's an all black, like yes. weird suit, <laughs> almost floating head at this point. Right. Uh, speaking to us. <laughs> uh, the craft itself is an acorn shaped craft, which is immediately reminiscent of the ancient Indian Vimana. And I'm just like, and I made the note. I was like, well, my note taking can shift to easy mode here. Because <laughs> just going to be Vimanas for the next three minutes. Uh, Vimanas, of course, the aircraft that are uh, literally down to schematics uh, are, are um, uh, not categorized. What am I trying to chronicled in the Mahabharata, the, the Hindu Bible, basically. So uh, which predates the Christian Bible and the Hebrew Bible by thousands of years. So. Um, the Vimana were sometimes huge, sometimes seven stories tall, but they're literally, uh, the spacecraft that the gods came down from other stars onto this earth and flew around their, their airships basically. So, uh, they fought battles in them. There, you know, literally was like star Wars style battles over the fucking the planet surface and all the fun stuff we've talked about a million times before. And then all of the stupas that are uh, adorning many, many major Hindu religious sites. They're bell-shaped craft. They, stupas are uh, representative of Vimanas, and Sukhs even confirms that stupa literally means celestial chariot. And uh, so the big bell-shaped craft that would spin, 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 you'd be in it and you'd start flying. Um, fucking Travis Taylor, again, this is just another, I'm, I'm sure he's right, but just kind of a lazy, a lazy piece of reporting here. Because uh, they talk about an Indian man in 1895 that reverse engineered solely from the schematics in the Mahabharata, created a Vimana himself. And as Travis, Travis Taylor says, I mean, he supposedly uh, flew for 30 seconds at 1500 feet. And it's like, you're a scientist. Like, you know, you should, you know, you can't really be saying supposedly. You can just, I mean, at least phrase it as according to multiple newspapers and witness reports and here's a photograph or something right which they had in newspapers in 1895 um i'm like where where's the evidence for this i'm not saying it didn't happen but also if that really happened how are we just now hearing about this on this show like that's pretty fucking insane so yeah um uh and sukes <laughs> i left this Sukh Suk alert here he says What's really cool is that these modern day UFO videos are capable of ridiculous maneuvers. I'm like, that is like the most phoned in fucking like he just he's not excited in his face, in his heart. He's just uh, and, and pointing out something. It's like, well, yeah, like that's you're acting as if this is the first time you're saying this on this show. Like what's really cool about UFOs is that they can do crazy things, even though right. he's already commented on that. So that could be editing. That could be. Uh, well, more editing in a sense of just, just leave that out. Um, back to Egypt again and the temple of Hathor. And this is showing, uh, many hieroglyphs very up at the top of the walls of various pharaohs standing and traveling among the stars on ships called the ship of eternity. The ship of eternity was created by Ptah, who is Kaka, who is the mm. god of technology 
and uh, related to the star Sirius and medallion man getting the spotlight this section. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, I don't think he discovered it, but like Clotworthy kind of says it as if William Henry was the first to point it out. And it's like, and uh, William Henry in his decades of Egyptology research uh, discovered that, or su- this, it wasn't the word discovered, but it was something where it was like, he was the first one to notice it. Um, that there is a uh, uh, so-called magic bubble around the pharaoh. And <laughs> it's like, right. um, and, he, and he says, uh, the pharaoh, and I fucking hate how he says pharaoh. <laughs> the pharaoh is actually sitting in a blue or magic bubble. Like he, even he seems like he's embarrassed to say that, but because uh, uh, his face kind of drops or magic bubble. And usually he's all excited about shit, but uh, maybe he's just having a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> He then lists off a bunch of other religious uh, art examples where deities are depicted with circles or concentric circles around them. And Souk, Souk starts calling these energetic bubbles. Right. And I, but I was like, I was like, you know, I guess this is cool because they've never talked about these magic bubble, th- the magic bubble theory before, as far as I can remember. And I'm like, okay, there is definitely at least in like the you know 12 or 15 pictures they showed lots of circles around either the heads or the whole bodies of these deities, especially like the Jesus one uh, definitely looks like he's coming through a portal or something, you know, and uh, um, they, uh, and so they tie this back to the gimbal video, I guess, tie it forward to the gimbal video about how the gimbal and many of these um, uh, like thermal cam captures from the military uh, infrared captures they have kind of a halo effect around it. And Travis Taylor has discussed it before. And they actually used the clip without him on screen of the episode from, I think, 2019, where he and Sukalos go to that movie theater and they have the guy showing mm. them all the videos and how he's showing there. They're going through all the different filters and he's having the guy fucking, you know, whatever. So they're, they're playing the kind of clip uh from from back then and he's like he's like you don't you just don't say that looking at jets you know he's like this is actually a colder region around the vehicle maybe this is a warp bubble <laughs> and then they right. saying warp bubble a lot magic bubble with warp bubble um uh miguel alcubierre came up and he's a mexican scientist uh came up with uh, the idea of the warp bubble uh and he was inspired steve will love this i'm sure he did oh yeah he uh, sorry <laughs> miguel <laughs> Watching Star Trek uh, was was very intrigued by the way that the warp drive on the Enterprise and various other ships work by compressing space in front of it and expanding space behind it. So you're kind of riding this wave uh, of of uh, hyperspace uh, uh, in a in kind of a bubble, and it la- allows the craft to go faster than the speed of light. So um, Michio Kaku kind of explains the whole thing. But I'm, yeah. I also was like, he couldn't come up with a better name than Warp Bubble. You know, it's kind of I mean, like it had to be pretty explicit. Yeah, sounds. Well, sounds and, like but a, a then Mario the theories bubble. tied to the guy's name, though, at least. Yes, it's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Technically, it's called the Alcubierre Bubble. So, um, or or sorry, the Alcubierre Engine, which is based on the Warp Bubble kind of theory. So, um, oh yeah, <laughs> he also seems embarrassed again when he says this uh, medallion man. He's like, he's like. These are powerful examples that that ascended beings travel the stars in magic bubbles. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it shows a bunch of pictures of circles around people. I mean, it is interesting in the sense where it's like they didn't. I mean, well, it's interesting and also annoying. They didn't really go into theories of what the bubble was. 
like, is it a portal? Is it supposed to be, um, other than the warp bubble, right? But like, it like, because because also you could also be saying like, oh, they're coming through this thing, right? It's and and which I guess a warp bubble that right. kind of is the same thing too. It kind of maybe looks like you're coming out of a wormhole when you're, uh, you know, slowing down to finish your trip. But um, uh, oh, I was also shocked they didn't say, oh, this also could be, um you know, something that just helps them breathe in space or whatever, like creating a little atmosphere around them or I don't know. But uh, uh, it's it was just a little fast and loose with what these magic bubbles could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just in general avoid using the phrase magic bubble when trying to prove something technological. But. <laughs> yeah, it uh, doesn't bode well with right. the science. <laughs> it's uh, magical. We hate those skeptics. Get them out of here. Um the next segment, Corbell takes center stage again. And they talk about uh, transmedium UAPs, also known as USO, right? So uh, unidentified submersible objects. And they talk about this was the video that technically he uh, released, right, in 2018. And it's the pretty infamous one now showing a you know silhouette of a little circular craft it's kind of bipping and bopping around and then it just goes dunk, and goes down in the water now it also i've never thought that it looks like it goes into the water to me it looks like it just straight up like like warp bubbles out like disappears there's a kind of a downward trajectory but like there's no splash that you can see it is a very grainy you know infrared video so i'm not trying to be you know too critical of it or whatever but because uh, obviously it's a cool video. It's just more like it doesn't look like it dunks down at the water to me. But uh, that's what everyone has decided. And Travis Taylor says, now how can a vehicle fly into the water at 100 miles per hour? It, it's either frictionless, like its surface is either frictionless, or it's a warp bubble. And again, everyone feels seems to feel weird when saying that. I think this bubble is such a funny word. Like it's such a dumb, like it, it seems like a very unscientific scientific word. And it's like bubbles like a very children's word like kind of thing too you know? yeah it seems, it seems very immature to say bubble or describe something scientific as a bubble but um uh pope talks about usos and and talks about how like you know they they could have been uh uh operating right under our noses for millennia so saying that like underwater bases are logical for you know assuming we're thinking these are flesh and bolts crafts right so uh if they're if they're flesh and bolts cl- crafts then yeah, having a base under the water where we uh, don't really have good technology to explore deep enough to find thing, you know, these things. And, you know, in addition to like we could go down there, but then it's just like you know, eight hundred trillion square miles of just you know, fucking marinara trench and shit like that. So um, there has to be kind of like lidar or something used to go. Oh, hey, something's down there. Let's let's spend some James Cameron money and get our asses down there and find some. Right. Let's find some. Get your Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> uh, but, um, oh, my computer kept saying, oh, something, and not this. Okay. It said yeah, something okay. disconnected and then reconnected. So, um, he descri- he briefly describes a, uh, Childress describes a, U- a USO incident from 2020 uh, in Hawaii. Hawaii. They show, like, kind of a blurry picture of it. Um, and that's kind of it. He doesn't bring anything new to the table. Just here's another USO example. Uh, he also looks like he has like a palsy or a Parkinson's. He kind of always has, but like this episode, he's either like stock still or he's fucking jibbing and jabbing like all over the fucking place. It's kind of uh, unnerving, but also 
kind of fun because at least it's a it's a little a little leftover flavor of what uh, Childress used to be on the show. But yeah. um, uh, oh, Medallion Man goes over fucking Anunnaki again, and uh, and and how one of the gods was a, a fucking fish man uh, who started an entire priesthood called the uh, Apakalu priests who also wore fish cloaks and they the carvings of the, the the priests show them praying to a winged disc coming out of the water and of course this is uh, his way of saying oh there of course there there were USOs back then worshipped by the Anunnaki so it was the forthcoming <laughs> Simon Lazatel disc right. <laughs> <laughs> Inspired by the exolotl of his. <laughs> oh, I was I was dying because uh, Dorsch Gorner had just made the real statement, but in a funny way. He's like, "Tell him you can't have sand in an exolotl yeah. uh, the, uh, fucking like, tank because they, it can get in their gills and plug them up or whatever and uh, impact them." Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty hard to keep alive. <laughs> he's like, "We lost two of them. We have one left." <laughs> Yeah, I, like, I would if Simon actually, because some of those people, like the James Conrad, he looked at some of the posts and stuff. So I'm like, he, he, Simon just literally never, and it's fine. But yeah, um, yeah. I otherwise, yeah, I genuinely would have thought that to be good information, right? <laughs> I'm like, he's not going to see it. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, Sooks is going over fucking Anunnaki 101 bullshit. Like, get this shit off the show at this fucking point. Uh, and then we get this little, you know, the fucking Christopher Columbus bit we were talking about before literally footage from like the 2012 episode where they first talked about it. Um, and then, uh, uh, this is this, this fifth out of six segments. It's a lot of this fucking Congressman Tim Burgeon of Tennessee. And I'm like, God, this guy, this guy looks like a complete asshole. And ultimately they have him on here because he's a hyper Christian. Of course, you know, a Republican from Tennessee is a super Christian, but now he's open to, the book of Ezekiel on wheels within wheels. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to, I don't know where that video went, but when you were just screaming wheels within wheels, boys, wheels. <laughs> <laughs> which I, unfortunately, I think it was just a story at that time. So uh, it didn't save. Yeah. I can't remember. Were yeah. we recording that? We were recording. Yeah. It, times on episodes, but it was, well, cause it, the first was, yeah, I was recording you as we were saying, Oh, we're going to go live. And it just was a slow zoom of you. Yeah. going. <laughs> Uh, just out of nowhere, just wheels within wheels, wheels. <laughs> and then laughing maniacally. Um, but yeah, this like ugh, this segment sucked. Uh, uh, and you know, Pope, of course, like this seems like a, knowing that Nick Pope is now like a weird alt right British guy, uh, <laughs> sandal footed. Yeah, uh, I was really intrigued when I saw him on the television, and he said, uh, uh, and he and he said, you know, the whole Ezekiel thing, and he's like, and I, and I thought to myself, my goodness. He's an ancient astronaut theorist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that all it has to be to be a theorist? Point is just agree. Are and like, we all literally now they're like showing, official titled people? <laughs> they're showing newspaper quotes of this guy saying uh, aliens are real because it's in the Bible. <laughs> you know, right. Like, great. Um, and they're going on about how cool it, Corbell goes on about how cool it is that, you know, hey, like all these people that were like just Christians or whatever board. Now they're like thinking, Hey aliens, we're go- They're going back to the Bible to prove this shit. And then he's like, he gets like a goofy, like kid, like, uh, like visage. He's, he's like, it's, it's, he's like, it's, it's kind of, kind of an exciting time to be alive. <laughs> he's like all fucking weird about it. I'm like, okay. But, uh, he seems like he's now putting on too much energy for this show. Yeah. Um, 
and he's, he's drunk on Pope's transition pee. Right. <laughs> yeah, he drained his uh, calcium vein or whatever. It was. Exactly. Um, Penisol vein. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my penisal gland. Uh, they talk about disclosure now, and the fucking Tennessee guy is just going on and on. He's like, "You shouldn't trust anything we say." <laughs> That's the government. He's like, "He's like, we don't, we never keep our word," you know. Um, and I know what he's saying, but it's just kind of funny because he is, you know, literally a government suit on the show saying, that. right? But, um, uh, yeah, lot, lots of like clips and stills of him looking like he's really fighting for disclosure, and you know, and. Uh, in the middle of an empty fucking COVID, you know, House of Representatives and all that shit. But uh, yeah, super boring. That guy sucks. Uh, but of course, of course, they want any and every, you know, quote unquote, more official or government official, especially that would vouch for anything relating to the ancient astronaut theory on the show. And they did it. Um, See, they talk about the the warp bubble even more. And is is it even possible? Is it po- is it getting close to becoming a reality? That, I have seen a lot of that shit in the news lately, like ion drives and warp drives and things like that. Uh, and Travis Taylor says the Eagle Works team uh, at uh, over at NASA, I guess similar to the Skunk Works team that you know created the bomber and all sorts of shit. But he says they're fucking full bore going for it. Like they've gotten to a stage. He's like, he's like, he's like, they're at a point where they're almost able to say publicly that they could build the Star Trek Enterprise <laughs> if they really worked hard at it. Um, like then fucking do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, if they're at that stage, I hope he's like, basically they have to experiment with some stuff specific right. to tree. He said a, an interesting term though. It was like uh, quantifiable mistakes or he's like, they're at a stage right. where they can make quantifiable mistakes or something. Right. Uh, Shit book. that you can actually figure out what the mistake was and it's right. not all pure, purely random. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they got the fucking Tennessee Republican guy again. Now they go into like Bob Lazar for the last like four minutes of the episode and then just kind of list off. Oh yeah. Area 51 and Kasputin Yar. And here's the Chinese area 51. Like they're all reverse engine. We think they're all reverse engineering UFOs. there, like Bob Lazar said. And, uh, they finished the episode out with Childress. Uh, completely saying maybe the most obvious thing that anyone on the show's ever said. He says, uh, with these craft coming from other planets and other solar, sy- solar systems, they are clearly displaying advanced technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 they are. So, uh, yeah, that's that's alien air force. Um, alien air force dropping bombs, dropping itself as an episode because it's not the bomb.com, but just a bomb as in a failure. Um, and it's, you know, I'm, I am, it's always, it's always, uh, not always sad, but it's always, you know, you get those existential feels when you're leaving something kind of behind. But at this point, I feel like we're in a toxic relationship with, (laughs) and it's time to, to do the healthy thing and, and, and let it go. So, um, but, um, uh, yeah. And I think, uh, I still, I need to look at those, uh, episodes that start on as episode 11 and go for a chunk where it's the on location. We were saying, I think they're rehash episodes. We should just do a check because yeah, if they, if they are rehash episodes, I think, I think that's it. Episode 10 uh, will be the last one. So, um, cause the rest are just, uh, you know, I don't, we don't have time to go fucking, or I, I don't have the, the interest to, uh, act like I care about, um, recap episodes. Uh, speaking of recap episodes too, we're still going through, uh, golden girls and having a great time, but man, there's like four or five episodes per season that are memory clip shows. Mm. And I forgot how common that was 
uh, in sitcoms because you know sitcoms are going on for fucking seven months out of the year. You know they're filming twenty four episodes and a couple breaks in there and stuff. And it's like right, right. Man, they were even great writers were desperate for content. You know. Well, it's, yeah, it's just you got to fill that space, and there's just like only so much you can do. Exactly. Yeah, sweeps week and all that shit, which I still don't know what that is, but uh, I, I remember that's when like experimental shows and like TV movies would come out a lot during sweeps week because there was something went on in the industry and that like there was whenever the industry took a break. And so they'd always have shit banked for, you know, new shit or whatever, but there was something more. Well, I think some that. of the sweeps, cause then there's like pilot season. So they would like air, but they wanted it to be the focus of other stuff too, or something. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's also, there was always the sweeps, the bleeps and the creeps too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> raspberry jam only. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, what is sweeps week? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great way to end the show. But yeah, uh, the shadow people is the next episode should be a, a normal Monday. Uh, oh, so this is, oh, it's actually the opposite. It's when they design, which is why they do recap shows. Mm. It's a time period. So sweeps is the time. When television stations and networks typically schedule programming designed to attract a larger than usual audience. Why? Oh. Sweet period program is designed to attract a larger audience. In turn, are exposed to advertising, commercial messages. So I think they do the the recaps uh, because During they're trying time. to, oh, for some reason. Got it, got it, got it. It's like, How it here's works. basically a montage of funny shit that's happened in the last few years. So you can think uh, see if you like this show yeah. or not it's like how to lure in viewers using every tv trick in the book yeah. interesting interesting um well there you have it folks uh, that's how we do it for 38 more words and i'm gonna cut myself <laughs> off if i do more but uh uh yeah remember if you like the show uh like and subscribe now subscribe to the show support the show. Tell your friends about the show. And if you want more content from old Steve and Joe, go to uh, patreon.com slash probing aliens for those two explicit podcasts every month, probing deeper and adventurous ghosts. Uh, head over to blackholesupplycompany.com. Make sure and spell out company all letters for probing ancient aliens merch, disc golf disc, and disc golf apparel. And now with that sweet physical location inside Cape and Cowell Collectibles. Right in the heart of beautiful Orange County, California. Just a, sh- a few short miles from Disneyland Resort and Casino. Um, make sure and follow us on Twitter at Probing Aliens, on Instagram at Probing Ancient Aliens, and on uh, nothing else because Facebook canceled our uh, 4,000-person deep fan page. But uh, watch our disc golf content at Puttfuckers, uh, P-U-T-T, uh, P H U K E R Z on Instagram and Puttfuckers, P U T T F C K R S on TikTok. See. Other than that, I'm gonna slick my cock. <laughs> I gotta go drain my penisial gland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, mine. <laughs>